Hey lady, welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Mariuki, leadership coach, career queen, twin mom, and wife. If you are ready to step into the level 2.0 version of yourself, girl, you've just found yourself a cheering squad that will help you do just that and even more. From one career woman to another who navigated the challenges of being a black woman in a profession that lacked diversity, with no rule book to help me figure out the keys to climbing the corporate ladder, I am on a mission to change this scene for good. In the last few years of my 10-year career, I not only overcame the challenges that held me back from the mid-level career slump I found myself in, but unlocked the doors to land big promotions in my career, become a director at just the age of 32 in the largest global audit firm, get my confidence game on and become a trusted leader. If you are ready to shake off the self-doubt that's been holding you back, uncover your value, get seen, promoted, and paid like the leader you deserve to be without more degrees, qualifications, or inauthentic networking tactics, stay tuned because you are about to get elevated. Welcome to episode 69 of the Elevate Her podcast. Ooh, I'm already feeling a vibe for this podcast episode because how many times have we talked about career limiting moves in our careers in the context of don't do this, don't show up like this, don't say this to the boss, don't come dressed like this. And so many times these career limiting moves, while some of them are genuinely true, they could potentially limit your career progression. No one is talking about the real issues, right? how we sometimes are our biggest limiters, if that's a word that exists, but how we sometimes are the ones that are in our own way of our career progression. And that's what I want to talk about today. So when I was preparing this episode, I had a whole list of career limiting moves that I have done, right, that I have experienced in my career. But then I realized, okay, let me just make this more focused and let me limit this to just seven career limiting moves that we are leaving behind us in 2022. So we're not taking these with us in 2023. Okay. Are you ready for the seven top career limiting moves that I want you to leave behind? Let's go right into it. The first one is not asking for what we want. And I did a whole episode around this. And after doing the episode, I realized, oh my goodness, I haven't shared my story. So let me share my story around how I actually got the courage to negotiate and ask for what I wanted for the first time in my career almost, I would say eight and a half to nine years down the road, because that was sometime last year when I started venturing and I started sort of exploring what could possibly happen when I am more vocal about what I want. So the first time this happened, I would say it was more of my boss nudging me because he actually asked me what I wanted, which I felt, wow, I mean, this is, no one has ever asked me what I want. It has always just been, this is what you get. Let's move on, right? So he actually approached me and asked me what I want. 
And at the time, I very wisely responded and asked him if he could just give me a few days to get back to him because actually I had no idea what I wanted. I had an idea of what the actuarial industry salaries looked like at the time, but I did not have the numbers, you know, at the back of my fingertips and I needed to just do a bit of homework It was very clear to me that I needed to do some homework before I responded because this was my chance to actually ask and get what I want. So that is what I did. And I also remember having this conversation with my husband and just talking about how I can position myself in the best way possible so that I can come out of that conversation getting what I want. Because hint, hint, if someone asks you what you want, just responding and saying what you want does not necessarily mean you're going to get what you want, right? It is important to do a bit of work, to do positioning, to have your personal brand and to count your credits. I talk about this a lot with my clients. When you count your credits, when you know at the back of your fingertips what exactly it is you've achieved and you can quantify it, it makes this conversation so much more effective. The second time I asked for what I want, this was actually me approaching my direct supervisor, my team leader and saying, hey, I know I'm about to get promoted to associate director, but I would like to talk about my compensation because I had done a bit of homework and I realized that the starting salary was very far from what I knew I would get if I went to industry. And it was actually a much more welcoming, a much more open conversation than I thought. I still remember reciting the speech and the breaking line, the ice breaking line that I would say when I entered the room and when I, you know, sat in my boss's office to talk about this. And it actually went so much more smoother than I thought. And it completely didn't go as planned. So by the way, don't over plan these things. But anyway, just to summarize, in both cases, actually in the first case, I got exactly what I wanted. And then I started thinking, hmm, maybe I should have asked for more. How is it that I got exactly what I asked for? This time I played very high. So I gave a very, very high expectation, one that I knew I wasn't going to get, right, because I had done my homework But I did it because I wanted to see where I could land, what were the possibilities, right? And what I got eventually was so much better than if I had just stayed back, sat back and thought, okay, I'm now becoming an associate director. I'm sure my organization will compensate me appropriately. Okay, so moral of this story, the answer to everything you do not ask for is always a no, right? So it does not hurt to ask, but listen, go back and listen to episode 68 because I talk about some of the pitfalls and I give you some really good tips on how you can actually start this conversation of asking for what you want. About my story of how I finally got the courage to ask for what I want. Number two, the number two career limiting move that I want you to leave behind is being humble playing small, right? And one of my most downloaded episodes of all time is the episode where I talk about modesty has no place in your career advancement, right? And I'm trying to look for the episode number as I speak in real time because I really want you to listen to it if you have not heard about this concept before. But if you grew up in a black family, you probably heard the phrases, be humble, Go and work hard, make sure you do your best, be good, and you will be rewarded, right? 
stay humble. And especially if you grew up in a, I would say, a conservative slash Christian background. And humility and modesty has its place, right? And I'm not saying go out there and be a very arrogant woman and always make sure that you introduce yourself with a whole laundry list of all your creds. I'm not saying go and start doing that. I am saying it's important, right, that you are very aware of the right time and the right place to elevate your team members or to elevate other people in the organization and the right time and the right place to self-promote yourself. So it's actually episode 40. Definitely listen to it. It's the most downloaded episode. I do not know why, but I guess it's because people resonate with what I had to say in that episode. Okay. So playing small is not going to move the needle forward in those career goals, right? Shying away from self-promoting, especially if you are looking to secure leadership positions, is actually working more against you than it is working for you, right? If you look at the charismatic leaders or the leaders that we look up to in the corporate space, even outside of the corporate space. So many of them weave their accomplishments into their speeches, into their talks, but in a way that makes you feel, wow, I want to do this as well, right? And it takes practice doing that. And that's why I am, I want you, or I want to encourage you, right, to start practicing the art and the skill of self-promoting, right? Because this is going to take you very far. Remember, only visible work is actually what is going to be recognized. And I was reading a statistic the other day. I can't remember if I was reading it or listening to a podcast. And the statistic was saying managers only remember, I think it's only 40% of the work that their team members do. So most of the work you do is actually not going to be remembered by anyone. So you need to, you know, you need to blow your trumpet sometimes, right? There is a time to doing that, right? But if you never do that, that's a big problem, okay? And that's something that I want us to all leave behind in 2022. And if you're not sure how exactly should I even self-promote or where do I even start? What should I even talk about? The first thing that you can do is create a stellar introduction of yourself, right? So start putting your bio together so that every time you get an opportunity to speak or every time you're being introduced, people are introducing you with a killer bio. So this is one of the easiest things you can do. Literally, this is your exercise after listening to this episode create that killer bio and start getting used to hearing people talk about your accomplishments and your accolades. It is uncomfortable the first few times you hear it, but then it becomes second nature once you acclimatize yourself and once you keep hearing people introduce you in that way. Okay, number three. Oh my goodness, we're only on number three. Okay, let me see how I can speed up because I want this to be a nice, short, sweet and impactful episode for you. We want to leave our lack of implementing and self-respecting our boundaries, right? How many times do we say we have all these boundaries, but then we don't respect them? We break our own boundaries. This creates a lot of lack of self-respect self-integrity with ourselves, right? So when you don't keep the promises you make to yourself, you then stop believing that other people should actually respect those boundaries, right? So I want you to get into the habit 
of setting your boundaries and being the first to respect those boundaries. If you don't respect your own boundaries, other people will not respect your boundaries. One of the things I have done very intentionally this year is to avoid WhatsApping people at work, avoid making any calls after 6.30 in the evening. 6.30 is my absolute cutoff point. Next year, I'm going to make it 6 o'clock and I'm going to keep getting better and better at doing this, right? Because I don't want other people to call me after that time, right? So I have to respect that boundary first in order to get the reciprocity in the self, the respect that other people will give me with that boundary that I want to enforce, okay? Okay, I am pulling back the curtain to the brand new personalized group program, The Elevate Collective, to help you fast track your success into becoming a confident, capable and authentic leader, getting recognized and paid what you rightfully deserve. Enrollment is officially open and I am so excited to announce this just to my podcast listeners for now, because I know if you are listening to this podcast, you are serious about elevating your career. Elevate is a six month long group program where you will feel supported and empowered to turn what you learn into action and tangible results. Plus, we focus on the long game, not just techniques and tools to help you negotiate your salary, ace that performance review, get that promotion you've been working towards, but we equip you with the mindset required to be the leader now and stand out in such an impactful way that you don't even have to sell your skill set anymore. You've just become critical talent that no organization wants to lose. But I know what you're probably thinking right now because putting down a personal investment in your career can make you feel a bit nervous and that's normal but there is a difference between depending on your employer sponsored trainings to get ahead of the career curve and taking a step to invest in yourself the difference commitment and effectiveness and that's why the elevate collective is more than just a training hub this is a power-packed group program where i hold you accountable to your big goals through hot seats group calls recorded trainings q a sessions Monday Mindset Elevate, which is almost like a gym workout session for building mental fitness. We also have guest trainings on all things personal branding on LinkedIn, building your money mindset and wellness. This is really all you need to elevate your career in 2023. Plus, if you enroll before 31st December, you're going to get $250 off and a one-on-one goal-setting session with me to jumpstart your year. This is an invite-only application group, ladies. It's capped at five members because I want to keep it small and intimate so I can support you very closely. We already have a waitlist of women who are waiting to get in, so don't wait until the last minute to get your spot in Elevate. Grab the link in the show notes so we can talk about whether the collective is a good next step for you and your career journey. We start in the last week of January 2023 and I cannot wait to see you inside the Elevate Collective. So think about what are the mental boundaries? What are the physical boundaries that you would like to implement in your career, in your work, even social boundaries, right? What are those boundaries? And start to think about how you can start to respect those boundaries first, okay? It starts with you respecting them and actually implementing them first, okay? Number four, the big, bad, old imposter syndrome. 
right? Imposter syndrome is a word I have heard enough times this year, ladies. So many more times than probably I've heard in my entire life. But it's because it is real, right? Self-doubt is such a huge thing. And I almost think it becomes worse as you move up, as you rise up the ranks of the corporate ladder, right? Why do I say this? Because there are fewer and fewer women who look like us, and that already makes it very uncomfortable. And if you are in a space where the industry is male-dominated, that makes it hard as well, right? And then when you can't see people who look like you, right, when you can't see other black women, that also makes it hard, right? Because it's difficult to assimilate. You have to keep thinking about putting your best foot forward. You have to keep thinking about whether thing you said this way is going to be perceived in the right way. There are so many moving parts in your mind that is going on that it becomes almost like the second priority to actually be present in that meeting and participate in that meeting or presentation or whatever it is that you find yourself in. But you can also get better at managing imposter syndrome so that it doesn't stop you from taking the action, right, from taking the action in moving forward in your career, right? The reality is we will all experience it at any given time in our careers. We are probably experiencing some form of it. But the difference is in how you respond to it and how you manage it so that it doesn't stop you from taking the action you need to build your confidence, to get the results that you want and to get seen as that leader that I know that you are. And if you want to learn or listen to my episodes around imposter syndrome, Grab a hold of episode 56 to 58 because I actually did a three-part series on imposter syndrome. So definitely listen to those episodes. Okay, number five, victim mode. And ladies, when I did the, it's called the positive intelligence test. And this is a free test. Anyone can do it. So if you want to know what are some of the self-sabotaging behaviors that could be holding you back from achieving your the success that you want in your career, definitely try doing that positive intelligence test. And one of my top saboteurs, they call them saboteurs, basically one of my top self-sabotaging behaviors was victim mode. It was victim mode and people pleasing. And the victim mode one, when I saw it, I was like, yep, this is so me. Because for a very long time, I was stuck in victim mode in my career because I was blaming the system. I was blaming the organization. I was blaming the boss for why I didn't have the promotion that I felt I deserved, for why I didn't have the income that I knew I should have been getting given the value I was bringing, right? But when I flipped the script and took responsibility and started taking action, working on my mindset, working on my personal brand, getting more visible, that's when I actually started to see results, right? So the organization didn't change. My boss didn't change. None of those external factors I was hoping to change changed. What changed in this whole equation was me, right? My mindset, my attitude, my paradigm. So I really want to encourage you ladies, look at yourself in the mirror. If you are 
constantly complaining, self-complaining, right? You might not be complaining out loud, but if you are constantly thinking, oh my goodness, these other people have gotten a promotion. I haven't. I've been working here for so long. I've been working so hard and yet I don't get the recognition I deserve, right? I want you to really ask yourself whether you are in victim mode or in victor mode mode because when you're in victim mode you cannot help yourself you do not take responsibility okay number six waiting the way I call it the waiting syndrome but I actually call this the Cinderella effect so if you have been around in my community you've probably heard me talking about Cinderella and I did a whole IG reel about asking ladies whether they were the Cinderella's or the Moana's of their career And basically waiting is a very, I would say it's very comparable to being in victim mode. But waiting is more of working hard behind the scenes and hoping that someone will recognize you for your hard work, right? Working behind your laptop, grinding and hustling all day long and hoping that someone will give you the accolade, someone will give you the promotion, someone will just come and say, yes, you are ready for the next step. Here you go, right? We are the Moanas of our career. If you're listening to this episode, I know you're a Moana, right? I know that you want to take responsibility for your career. So waiting is not something I know you want to do. Right. And I really want to help you get out of that waiting mode and become the Moana of your career and really take control. Right. And like I said, this happens in so many ways and forms. And it's also important to acknowledge that these are years and years of paradigms. Right. And belief systems that have been instilled in us in the way we were raised. Right. Our parents, many of them didn't even have I mean, they couldn't even dream of getting a white collar job. Right. And when they got any opportunity that they got, they knew that they had to work super hard. They knew that they had to do everything, you know, work twice as hard to get half the pay, literally, right, with all the inequality that was there in those days. And so it's understandable how they have, and sometimes it's not even consciously, how they have instilled certain principles that actually work against us in this new age of the corporate world, okay? So no more waiting, ladies. We are going out there to create the opportunities that we want, right? If we do not have a seat at the table, right, we are going out there to look for how we can create our own space at the table, right? How we can create our own table, right? No more being in victim mode or waiting for someone to give us an invite to speak at a high profile event, There are so many ways that you can build your visibility now without having to wait for that to happen. That's just an example I'm giving, but I hope it gives you a feel of what I am talking about when I talk about this waiting syndrome or the Cinderella effect. We are at the tail end of our episode. So the seventh career limiting move I want you to leave behind in 2022 is networking for the sake of networking. Oh my goodness, if you're an introvert, you're probably jumping up and down because I am officially giving you the permission to stop this craze of trying to grow and build your network because person X told you you need to do it to become more visible. In 2023, we are being intentional. 
right? And I would rather you have five people that you would say are part of your network that you actually interact with, that you have actually built a mutually beneficial relationship with than trying to connect with a hundred people at a networking event just for the sake of the numbers, okay? So networking for the sake of networking really does not help you, first of all, get ahead and it makes almost zero impact, right? I always hear my coach saying that the fortunes are in the follow-ups. And so if you have amassed a whole bunch of business cards, but you're not doing anything with them, you're not following up with them, those are cold connections. And probably the next time you try to call those people, they won't even remember that they met you at that networking event. So I want you to be intentional about your networks. Think about who are the five most valuable people I want to really go all in and build a strong relationship with in 2023. That could be your strategy for networking and just going all in on serving those people, on being of value to them, right? And adding value to your relationship with them. That's how you build a strong and formidable network and actually start to get an ROI from your networking efforts. So just to recap the seven career limiting moves we are leaving behind us in 2022 as we start this new year, which I am so looking forward to. Here they go. The first one, not asking for what we want. The second career limiting move, Playing small and being humble, right? Using the modesty card, which actually works against you. The third one is not having or implementing or respecting our own boundaries at work. The fourth career limiting move is allowing imposter syndrome to run the show. The fifth career limiting move is being in victim mode. The sixth one is the waiting syndrome or the Cinderella effect, as I call it. And the seventh one is networking to network. I hope you enjoyed this episode and let me know if there's any other career limiting move that you are committed to leaving behind as we are about to start this new year. I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Elevate Her podcast. If you found this helpful, I would be forever grateful if you left a review of the show right here on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. If you would like more support and inspiration to elevate your career, go ahead and connect with me on LinkedIn at Rebecca Morioki. Or if you're an Instagram girl, let's connect over there. See you on the next show.